The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you living a wellness lifestyle? What could it do for you? Join us today on the Wellness Lounge a step further and see how our guests and direction can inspire you to self-empowerment through a wellness lifestyle. Now, here is the host of the Wellness Lounge a step further, Desiree Watson. Thanks for joining us again. We uh, hope that uh, you're uh, ready uh, to listen to an amazing guest today who we are all uh, very grateful to have on and uh, uh, just um, amazed at how he balances and navigates his whole life experience. But first, I'd like to tell you once again who we are. We're Wellness Interactive, uh, and we have the Wellness Lounge, which is located at 14 South Orange Avenue in South Orange, New Jersey. And we believe that we take it a step further. So, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to interview guests, or I'll say not an interview, but have conversations with guests that uh, I think uh, is taking it a step further. And these are fascinating people that are living or could be living right next door to you, and you may not have any idea all of the fantastic work that they're doing. And um, we'd just like to be able to um, help you, uh, hopefully, take it a step further, empowering yourself with um, the knowledge of uh, others. Uh, we're all, as they say, in this together. But I'd like to thank uh, or do a wonderful shout out to the amazing listeners around the world. Thank you so much for listening in uh, China, Japan, France, uh, Canada, Spain. Uh, I'm just uh, thrilled that uh, you find uh, our conversation with our guest uh, helpful. Uh, And I'm making that assumption because you are listening. So continue to listen. I will continue to bring you um, many beautiful people that uh, can help us to navigate our own life experience because I'm also learning as I speak with them. Okay, today it's Pastor Leo Cologne. Pastor Leo Cologne was born in Brooklyn, New York, in 1966. His parents raised him with a love for family, music, and a love for the things of God. With these principles firmly instilled, Pastor Cologne grew to learn about a great many things from his parents, his brother, and he would start to study music at an early age, which gave them an opportunity to travel a great deal. While away in college, Pastor Cologne recommitted his life to the Lord during a Bible study group at Temple University in Philadelphia at the age of 19. This started Pastor Cologne on a guest to get closer to God, a quest, I'm sorry, a quest to get closer to God and serve him with vigor. 
This search led him to find a church home and led him to Elm International Fellowship and the late Archbishop Wilbert McKinley. It was there where the Lord allowed him to study scripture and sit at the bishop's feet. At Elm, he was confirmed an assistant pastor, then later in 2000, ordained an associate pastor. Uh, Pastor Cologne um, uh, has a passion to teach the Word of God with simplicity and understanding. Uh, his unique, unique way of teaching God's Word brings a clarity and understanding to those who hear it. You can actually find uh, Pastor uh, Cologne at his uh, worship center in New York, his Presence Family Worship Center. And every day he's uh, ministering young believers. And that's what we're excited and very passionate about when uh, we meet uh, wonderful people like Pastor Cologne. So on that note, thanks for joining us, uh, Pastor Cologne. Uh, We really greatly appreciate it. I am thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. I'm really thrilled to be here. Absolutely. So I am just going to jump right into this. You know, you're also uh, a musician and uh, director for Vanessa Williams and, mm-hmm. you know, other celebrities. You, you do all this, and then you're also uh, ministering young believers, and I just mm-hmm. think that's uh, quite amazing. I'd love to um, find out, uh, as well as I'm, I'm sure our listeners would love to find out, um, uh, how and, and when did um, uh, you really feel this experience coming on? I know it, it speaks about being in college, and but do you think or feel that uh, there's something in us at a very young age that's helping us to navigate, navigate that experience to get to... Well, which, um, yeah, I, you know, certainly... You know, I, I think that uh, every answer that one answers about their lives has to be looked at contextually. Um, you know, is, is it at a very early age that I knew that I was going to be doing what I'm doing today? No. But at a very early age, there were a lot of things that absolutely impressed me and still do. Mm-hmm. And I, I think what it is is that, um, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, I would have to consider myself a person in, uh, in my context, blessed, uh, in a secular context, uh, fortunate, um, to be doing what I'd love to do. Um, it, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a maxim somewhere that says, you know, when you're doing what you love to do, it's not a job. Right. It, it's more, you know, it's more of a career. At right. the age of, uh, yeah, I started, I started music, um, well, at the age of four, um, in, in a pedagogic way, meaning, meaning studying and, and doing that kind of thing. Um, I, I kid you not, this watching, I, I kid you not, my mom has baby pictures of me and, mm-hmm. and an entire story of how they could not get me to sleep with a teddy bear, they couldn't get me to sleep with a special <laughs> blanket, somehow they found a microphone and I went right to sleep holding your microphone. <laughs> I, I kid you not. And 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 I believe it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, you know, and, and and I'm looking at them going, you know, you guys must have had Photoshop way back then. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is this is absolutely crazy. But absolutely, I know uh, from the age of four, um, I was just smitten with music. Everything, 
anytime, you know, a Michael Jackson, Earth, Wind & Fire song came on, I lose my mind. That's all I wanted to do. Um, you know, and, and thank God for parents who understood, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's great to, to feed passion, but you gotta feed it constructively. So while, right, while I example. To do, yeah, all I wanted to do was play Michael Jackson music. They made me, uh, if I'm going to do piano classes, if I'm going to do vocal classes, I had to study classical music, um, because right. that is, mm. that is the basis for which you're going to do, uh, things and do it right. I, I guess mm-hmm. they understood. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do something, do it right. Um, so at the age of four, I started, um, vocal lessons and all sorts of kind of things. At the age of about six or seven, really eight formally, my brother and I both were doing, um, piano, piano lessons. And we literally haven't stopped since then. Um, <laughs> I have gone literally all over the world, uh, several times doing music. My brother has as well. Um, my brother, Armando, uh, is, he's basically on his fourth Grammy nomination. Um, wow. and he's doing very, very well. And we both, um, and, and, and talking about paths, both of our paths are very, very different. In other words, at a certain time, he opted out of the road and stayed more in the studio. Mm. And a lot of his writing and production stuff started way back then. And I was still doing stuff on the road. He could never believe the people that ended up calling my house looking for me to go on the road with them. I can't <laughs> believe the people he's producing and the stuff he's doing. Um, and, and it's been amazing. Um, the whole time, um, you know, for us, there was always a correlation between music and the church. Um, mm-hmm. now, 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 that's interesting. Um, very uh, important, of course, I would say. So how mm-hmm. do you make that, uh, or how did your, your yeah. family or your parents make that correlation for you guys? Yeah, you understand. Now, now we grew up, um, you know, you, you've met me, we've talked. Um, you know, most people look at me and just assume I'm African-American, and I am. You're right. Um, but a lot of people don't don't readily see the Latino background. Right, exactly. That I come from. They don't right. tune into the cologne, which is definitely... Exactly right. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So now, my father was from Ponce, Puerto Rico. My mother uh, is from Havana, Cuba. Wow. With that, yeah. And so with that construct, we were, from a very, very young age, um, born into, exposed to, and reared in the Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. So we did class... Uh, uh, music, even in the classical church, um, there was always a close correlation. Um, my love for music led us to doing, um, you know, piano lessons, vocal lessons, uh, theater, uh, musical theater, acting, dancing, the whole bit. Um, uh, sports for us was baseball primarily. Um, we did, of course, all the baseball, basketball, football, and all that kind of thing. Going through school, private school. And then, at the age of 13, I got accepted into the high school of music and art. Wow. And yeah. then, at the, sorry, actually, I was 12 when I went there. And my brother as well. He also got accepted. And so we both ended up going to high school music and art. Uh, that, again, was a pivotal moment uh, in our lives because there um, we got inundated with music um, as a lifestyle, as 
as you know as well right. As so, Pastor, excuse me for a mm-hmm. Let me ask a, a question about that. Uh, you were mm-hmm. accepted at twelve years old, both you and your brother. How did mm-hmm. that feel for you at that moment? Were you aware that uh, maybe perhaps uh, you were gifted or special or <laughs> mm-hmm. in any way, uh, or that was just something uh, that was wasn't discussed at all? I mean, uh, uh, that's a very okay, young I'm, age to be so empowered with music and very talented. I'm going to let you in on something because you're such uh, uh, an absolutely probing interviewist. Um, <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Probing. Um, well, most people when I'm interviewing or having a conversation with them, they'll say, that's an interesting question. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, and, and it is. I've got to tell you, here's the thing. Um, I knew that I loved it. Um, I knew that around my peers at the time, which can only be defined as a very small pond mm-hmm. around my peer, yeah. my peers. Yeah. Yeah. They thought I was pretty good and they thought it was nice and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I literally jumped from a small pond into what we would call the Atlantic ocean. Yes. Of high school <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so now, did I know that I was talented compared to these guys? I promise you, I sat there the first day in school and didn't know where I was going, so I was sitting in the auditorium, and in the first day of school, there was an auditorium, um, there was a rehearsal going on for a gospel choir, and, and I got to tell you, I really said to myself, there's been a clerical error. If they find out I'm in here, <laughs> they're going to throw me out. Because I can't do that yet. I, what is that? I mean, and these guys were 15 years old, 14 years old, sounding like what I heard on the radio. These guys were brilliant. Mm, and yes. as talented as, as, as I may have been, I struggled with the inferiority complex that I think every last one of us did. Right, exactly. And, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so yeah. what ended up happening is, I had to understand that a higher authority believed that I belonged there. Yes. And Mm. even Mm -hmm. though I didn't feel that I did, that higher authority began to convince me Mm -hmm. that I had what it took to get there. What ended up happening is um, you started to find out that your particular level at the time of talent was not ever the issue. The issue was, how much do you love this thing, and do you love it enough to sweat, bleed, and toil for this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I began doing, I found out that, yeah, I can do this. And I'm, uh, uh, as a biblical context, I'm well able to handle this. The thing that I found out, Mm -hmm. yeah, the thing that I found out is that all of these other guys who are absolutely brilliant felt the same way that I did. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just so important because sure. um, being a, a young person, uh, mm-hmm. 12, 13 years old, I think most young people don't realize that at times they're going through the same experience that others are going through. And they think they're, <laughs> they're the only one. So they're, that's they're unique. Uh, yeah. just beautiful, very eloquently. Uh, and, 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 here, and here's the other thing about that, you know, you think you're the only one, and you're convinced that your world is the only one that matters. Ah, yes. <laughs> you see, so now, as a young person, I'm not only convinced that, oh, my God, if they found out I'm in here, they're going to 
knock me over and, and drag me out of here by my neck. But I found out that the girl to my right and the guy to my left is kind of thinking the same thing. Now, of yeah. course, yeah. the girl to my left ended up being, you know, uh, you know, a person who later had, you know, uh, a, still has a bunch of records out and is still traveling the world doing this kind of stuff. The guy to my left, uh, ended up playing Fashaka at 15, Prince at whatever. And I mean, wow. you know, I mean, so, so we all had insecurities about our talent. And then we grew to learn that this talent that we had was not given to us. So right. it's interesting. If it's, if, I'm sorry, if it's given to us. And it's it's not given to you, but we, it's not something that we own. I, we I, don't, I, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I had a, yes. a, a, a person I used to play for, George Howard, I used to be a music director um, before he died, of course, and um, he used to say all the time, you know, this thing called music doesn't belong to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You understand? So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's the kind of thing where you know, even Paul says, you know, for by grace are you saved, and that's a gift. It's not yours. Mm-hmm. Because of that, you have no reason to boast about this gift. It's right. a gift. It's, it's, it's a gift. There's nothing to you. And you always about. have to share. Share you that have gift. To share it, right? You have to share it and also really continually stand in awe of it. And, and that's important. Because mm-hmm. the, the thing that's interesting about and the thing that we've learned is that any time you don't stand in awe of something or don't respect it, the way it should be respected, mm-hmm. you'll find that there's a level of arrogance that Absolutely. begins to define, define what you're doing. So, mm-hmm. you know, in order to avoid that level of arrogance, you, you should be a person that's always in awe. And, yeah. and I got to tell you, in that construct of music and art, you were always in awe. You were awe by the people next to you. You were in awe by the teachers. Beautiful. And understanding, just in understanding yeah. it all. So, Pastor Cologne, stay with us just for a moment because we're going to take a break. And okay. uh, to all our listeners, we're speaking with Pastor Leo Cologne. Uh, amazing, amazing conversation that we're having with Pastor Cologne. So, stay with us and we shall return in a moment. Thank you. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even coworker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things, and together you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite twice every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety and on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. 
Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life, every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. So we're speaking with Pastor Leo Cologne, and I'll tell you, I'm absolutely fascinated also by the conversation. Uh, just before we get back to uh, Pastor Leo Cologne, you know, I, I love the uh, fact that he's connected on social network, <laughs> you know, he's on Twitter and Facebook and so on. So I would like to share one of his uh, uh, tweets with you guys. And, uh, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Huh? Yeah, I, I love the idea of uh, social networking and being connected to also help and empower folks. So one of your tweets, uh, verse of the day, and that's um, you can always find it on verseoftheday.com. I noticed that you tweeted, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a changing symbol. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess, possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames but have not love, I again, I will. I gain nothing. So I love that. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians. Mm-hmm. I thought that was absolutely beautiful and just empowering. And, uh, hey, listen, I, I'm sure the listeners would love to know uh, how to uh, uh, just empower ourselves and beginning at a very young age where we left off at and mm-hmm. empower our children, our families. You're doing such amazing work uh, at your worship center because um, you also have youth there that uh, you're ministering. Yeah. Uh, you know, our church, i, I got to tell you, um, in, in, in the church that I pastor, seriously, maybe 5% of the people I pastor are over 50. Uh, maybe 5. That's amazing. Yeah, maybe 5. 5%. And, yeah, and, and what that's, you're finding is, you know, here, here's, something, here's something that I think we... 95% really are all... Yeah, uh, yeah young younger really, and and when I young. mean young people, mm-hmm. I really mean under thirty five. Um, mm-hmm. Many of them under thirty. A lot of them are in college. Uh, a lot of them are struggling now with what does life mean. You know, um, right? One of the Have you shared some of the stories that you're sharing with us now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh okay. yeah. Because you see, and 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 they and they say that you know a pastor usually attracts, as far as the congregation is concerned, what he or she is. Um, ah, I'm, beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah. You attract what you are. If you are a person who is just absolutely a, a fantastic medical person, if you're mm-hmm. a doctor, if so and so, and you start pastoring, 
a lot of people maybe from the medical field will be following you. And, and, mm. and it's not, and it's not, you know, a, a hard construct either way, but a lot mm-hmm. of times you're going to find it, especially in the infancy of your church. Um, and so many of my young people are musically inclined, musical theater, dancers, poets, the whole bit. And mm. what I, what I see in them is the absolute dread of what next that we all have as young people. Mm. Uh, what I try not to do with them is try to dismiss the realness of their struggle. Oh, beautiful. And, and mm-hmm. that's what I think attracts a lot of young people to me. And how do I not dismiss that? The way I do it is by showing them that not only have I gone through what they've gone through, but so did David, so did Saul, so did Solomon, so did uh, right. Gideon, so did all of these guys, you know, and, and women in the scripture as well. And how did they get through it? You know, wow. if you are, you know, if you are a person, I'm, I'm, I'm just preaching about this yesterday. We're talking about Gideon. And we all, all, we all know that Gideon was a guy who was a great man of valor, the Bible calls him, and a man who did a mighty works before the Lord. And him and 300 guys whipped an entire army full of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. But what we don't see in chapter 6 of Judges is that this guy was, like, so convinced that God had abandoned him that when it was time for him to get a message that God wants to use you, he's sitting there going, well, if God is real, why am I in this predicament? Mm-hmm. And Which a lot of people that question every... often, yeah. Absolutely. Unfortunately. And, mm-hmm. and every 21-year-old, every 25-year-old is saying to themselves, okay, well... I've been in church, my mom's been in church, my grandma's been in church all their lives. Why aren't they living in a mansion having a yacht and looking like Elba Fudd by now? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what's the deal here? You know, why is it that I'm allowed to stew in this uncertainty and not know if this is real or not? And, and what I'm saying to them is, you're not the only one. Right. Guess what? Persons that felt just like you literally delivered the entire nation of Israel. If Mm -hmm. they can do it, so can you. You know, it's amazing what you can do once you start to speak about yourself the way God does. So now, while while, uh, Gideon kept saying to the angel, I'm the least of my family. In the tribe of Manasseh, I'm the least of them. The, the the angel never sat there and tried to explain to him why you're the least or even agree with him. He kept saying, you're a mighty man of valor. You're going mm-hmm. to do this wonderful exploit. And until we start seeing ourselves the way God sees us, we'll continue to con- try to convince other people what I love that. That's so true. Until yeah. we start seeing ourselves as God sees us. That's the, oh, beautiful. Yeah. So, Pastor Colon, and, when you're... Um, uh, uh, delivering this message or the word to young people uh, mm-hmm. in the context that you just explained, mm-hmm. how receptive are they to this and uh, in, in navigating their experience? Because you are helping them to navigate uh, their experience outside the church as well. So how receptive are they to all this? Well, I know you spoke about you have uh, you also. Um, uh, have uh, um, uh, or allow them to uh, show their talent, showcase uh, their talent, and 
Well, they're they're incredibly receptive to it, and 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 the thing that always boggles my mind is is how God has just the right thing to say to people where they are. Uh, mm-hmm. I can never take credit for any of this stuff, but what ends up happening is, you know, the young people come to me after service, or you know, they'll come to me later and say to me, or call me, or or email me, or or tweet me, or text me, or whatever, and say to me, you know, Pastor. Um, I was going to do this kind of stuff. How did you know? <laughs> I I get that constantly. Were you re- you know Were you reading my diary? You know I get I get accused <laughs> of all kind of espionage. It's hilarious. And 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 the the thing is is like I, and and what makes it real for them is I couldn't possibly know. I couldn't possibly know that you were right. contemplating committing suicide. Oh. And the way I don't know that, and and, oh. my, and my young people are going through these kinds of things. The way right. I don't know that you were you were contemplating, you know, um, breaking up with some boyfriend or girlfriend that you had, is because you didn't tell me. Right. There's no way I could possibly know. But God doesn't need me to be informed in order to speak to you. Right. Beautiful. You see. So right. so that happens, and then through that they start to see and learn, even through the Scripture, that through their doubt, even in Scripture, people were able to minister, to do what they do, to do what they love, through the doubt, and mm-hmm. see on the other end of doubt that God was real in the first place. So mm-hmm. what ends up happening is, yeah, you know, they'll tell me, I'm depressed, I can't do it, so on. I'm like, yeah, but you're still doing praise and worship. <laughs> yes. Yes, but Pastor, how can I do so and so? I don't know what I'm going to do, but that's fine. But you're still preaching today, right? Because I'll do that. Still. I'll do that to them too. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I let them know every last one of them is called to serve. So sometimes I'll get up there on Sunday afternoon and say, "Okay, so and so, so and so, and so and so, you guys are preaching today, right?" And of course, so- they're scared to death, but in their insecurity, they do it and see. Wow, God can speak even through me, and if God can speak through me, He can speak through my voice. He can speak through my right. poetry. He can speak through my singing, and 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 it's amazing because again, I have such amazing young people. I, you know, and, and you don't know this, but I, but let me let me share this with you. I had one young person in my in my praise and worship team who was a member of Lion King, um, the Broadway show. Did um, Color Purple on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have another young person that just came back from a European tour. Hmm. Uh, my wife just came back from Japan. Um, you know, my drummer uh, plays for um, you know Public Enemy and and Number More and people like that and and all that kind of stuff. And these guys come and listen to me speak about stuff that they're going through. In other words, um, I can tell them what God did for me while I was on the road. Right, right. Oh, how beautiful. And so then, now, if, if what? Um, and in, in, uh, and I may not uh, actually clarify this too well, but what would what would be the message to other pastors who really would like to reach young people? Because I find that, uh, and, and you obviously probably know this as well too. There are some of the, the church uh, churches are uh, challenged a bit with. Uh, and not getting those young people, um, and not being able to um, help uh, support their uh, 
them really being believers, because I, I think there are a number of young people that are believers and they have the passion mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Christ, for God, but may not have the place uh, or the place of worship that you have, and you seem to be doing it so well. So what would be a message uh, if you, you know, had one for other pastors and how to engage our younger uh, community? Well, the, the thing to, I, for me, I've learned that the secret to engaging young people is by realizing that um, they're not a finished product yet. Ah, very important. Yes, excellent. very important. They're not a finished product yet. And what we tend to do, and I think this is probably a, a, a wonderful mistake, uh, and I say that because it's a, it's, it's a, you know, it's a two-edged sword here. Um, we tend to put forth the finished product of what God has done and try to forget, not talk about, um, shove behind the veil mm-hmm. the process of how that sausage was made. Right. Our young people are living in the formative years of that sausage, and they think that all the disgusting stuff that they're seeing is stuff we've never seen because all we show is the guy up there with the suit and the tie and the collar. <laughs> right. And you understand? So yes. often, you know, I'm, kind of, I'm reminding these guys, you know, I wasn't born with the collar on. Right. I really wasn't. Right. I rolled up joints just like you might mm-hmm. be encouraged to do. And mm-hmm. when I did it, I felt horrible. Mm-hmm. It never got me anywhere. Mm-hmm. After I did it, the problem was still there. After I played my 40 to try and forget my problem. Mm-hmm. After the beer was gone, the problem was still there. It didn't solve anything. And, yeah, I was looking forward to try and feel good for even a few minutes because my problem is that real. But it's still going to be that real when you finish. And what, what our young people tend to see in our churches is the Superman of the situation when what they really need to be shown is a Clark Kent of the situation. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Yes. Show, yes, show like me, that. show me the guy who's having problems figuring out life, not the guy who's with the cape. Yeah, right. I mean, either, yeah, but absolutely. When you talk to me with just a cape on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand what to do in the suit. Yeah, and, that, and that's what these, you know, that's what the young people need to hear. I think. Yeah, and that, you, you're right. I, I think that's so important. That's just, uh, oh gosh, absolutely beautiful. Because you, you can also bring in uh, uh, just the science of, of some of this, too. And obviously I'm not a scientist or a physician, but I know that the brain is not fully developed until you're somewhere you're 25 years old. So if you mm-hmm. have young people even uh, younger than 25, that, of course, is trying to make that transition, and, and, and you know, as you mentioned, they're looking at uh, the, the man with the collar on that's doing it so well and so great, and mm. how am I going to get that uh, far? They still can't uh, digest most of their whole life experiences because the brain is still not fully developed. So picture being a believer and wondering, how am I going to get there, you know. Oh my goodness, that's it's a it's it's amazing. I I have a passion for young people, and I think that uh, um, we just have to be patient. We always have to be patient for them, and I don't think we are patient enough to engage them. And you've just mentioned it, or said this so eloquently, Pastor Cologne, that um, 
uh, yeah, they, you know, uh, help them, I, I think, help them out with that transition. On that note, I just want to ask you one question about when you're on the road with your music and mm-hmm. you're traveling all over the world and you, mm-hmm. you are around, you know, young people, or even if you're, you're not, how does that help you or help that, that professional who is engaging with you? They may not be a believer, but they have oh, this amazing pastor that's working with them. How does yeah. that uh, balance for you? How do you navigate all of that? Yeah, I, I got to be careful with that. Um, you know, you, you know, it, the entertainment industry is becoming increasingly hostile to, to Christendom. Mm. And I mean that. And I mean increasingly hostile. Wow. Um, which is to say, you know, especially with this entire epic of we need to uh, pretend that especially homosexuality is normative. Um, and you're in an industry that seems to celebrate this. Um, it's not the first time that we find that as a people, we celebrate the wrong things. It's not. But how do you navigate where the entire industry tends to require that you absolutely acquiesce to that? Um, and you don't. And, and I promise you, I've lost, I've lost gigs over being Christian. Yeah, My, I, I yeah. understand, but would, yeah. would uh, and I'm sure this takes another few shows, so maybe I may have to, <laughs> to come back. No, it's okay. <laughs> to come back. But um, there are Christians, of course, that yeah. uh, are believers, Christians, who uh, also uh, are, you know, they, they're okay with, uh, you know, people being uh, gay or homosexual and they all are. of that. They are, they are. Yeah, here, so I did hear the commercial, though. I hear, I mean, that oh, great sorry, commercial. So I promise we'll uh, uh, speak. Uh, we'll come back to that. Okay. Yeah, we'll come back to it. Okay, thank you. We're speaking with Pastor Leo Cologne, and uh, we're understanding his passion as a believer and how to navigate his whole life experience, but translating that and helping others to transition their uh, faith and uh, young people as believers. Okay, we'll return in just a moment. Thank you. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with Great Spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. 
Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Thank you for joining us again. We're speaking with Pastor Leo Cologne, and he's uh, enlightening us about uh, being, uh, you know, an amazing pastor that's embracing all, you know, platforms and engaging young people in a way that uh, maybe uh, it sometimes is difficult for uh, all of us to uh, help support um, our young folks, and his platform does that very well in uh, helping them to navigate their whole life experience with uh, with God. And, and, and <laughs> amazingly enough, most of them are entertainers. <laughs> so we were yeah. speaking, Pastor uh, Cologne, about um, the entertainment industry and how uh, you're finding it very difficult uh, at times to work within the industry and be a believer. And I think we were... Um, you mentioned that, um, and, and well, let me put it this way. I guess I need to just ask the question then. You're saying you're in the entertainment industry, which we all know, an amazing, uh, gifted musician, but uh, uh, being a believer, you're also a pastor, that there are a few things that you obviously are um, uh, uh, against. And so mm-hmm. the industry that you're in, it embraces mm-hmm. it uh, mm-hmm. full force. Absolutely. Because so how do you navigate and balance uh, uh, this whole uh, and, and, experience? And, 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 here's, and here's how you do it. You have to navigate this like the Bible says you should navigate it. My job is not to impose on anybody what I believe. I mean, they exactly. That in order to believe, in order for me to work with you, you must believe what I believe. My job is to live righteously before them. Right. And this this is what every young people, every young person I pastor is going through. You see, even in their schools, day to day, they're inundated with a worldview that is contrary to their own. But they're charged to live righteously before them. And that's what we do. I don't come into rehearsal going, hey, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. I come and say, hey, how you doing? How's it going? Good to see you. Loving people. Um, if a person Right, because that's, ex- be- that's obviously number one. Yeah. I mean, we just spoke yeah. about that. You, you, yeah. you, you can't, uh, that, the, the passage from Corinthians, you, you know, uh, you, you can't have uh, the voice of angels and speak all this and then not love. So Absolutely. that's a problem. Right. So, so, so the idea is that, so even if they practice a lifestyle that I don't agree with, I still have to be a person of love. I still have to love them. Exactly. Um, I love their partner, um, say hello and all this kind of stuff. I don't have to agree. And this is what people don't understand. You see, 
love can, you can still love without approval. Even God does that. We do that with our children. Those, those of us that have children will love our child but don't approve of everything that they do. And when they do something that we don't approve of, we'll let them know, I don't approve of, what, I don't approve of you taking drugs. But I'm not throwing you out the house because I love you. I'm not going to stop feeding you because I love you. Right. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. so what I have to do, what I'm challenged to do, is what I tell every young person that they got to do in school, at home with their parents. So you have to model something in a hostile environment. And that's exactly what Jesus did. That's exactly what Paul did. That's exactly what David did. That's exactly what Gideon did. That's exactly what Moses did. You have to model something because of who you're called to, excuse me, who you're called to, to, to live with and live by. And, and that, again, this, that becomes part and parcel of how you live your life before your support system, between people who don't support you, people who are looking and may be interested and don't say anything. Because the biggest thing, you know, there's a person who actually said, you know, there, there are actually five Gospels in, in the Scripture. There's Mark, there's Matthew, there's Luke, there's John, and you. And you may be the only one that people read. Mm-hmm. Right. See? So, right. so they may not ever get to the four Gospels, but they can see you. And if you're not living something that makes them say, well, I need to investigate this Jesus, Right, then, right. Which you know, too, it, what it do you do? Also, exactly. So I, well, I commend you uh, again. Uh, you know, uh, for uh, having such a, a great balance and being able to do what you do in the the entertainment world and still pastor. I say that because. It's my belief and my thinking always, uh, if you're a believer or not a believer, you need to be the person that I think God intended us to be. You need to be that person 24-7. So whatever you do away from your home is what you do in another your, your other environment. I think that's a difficult process for most people who are continuously on that path to empower themselves. How do I navigate Absolutely. the balance of that 24-hour clock? So, uh, for example, you know, I may um, do wonderful things at home and, and be as happy at home uh, mm-hmm. embracing God, but when I get out to the real world and mm-hmm. I could be at work, and I may not speak about God, or I may not, you know, that's mm-hmm. a challenge for us all to just be who we are 24-7, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I think it's, it's a more comfortable environment to sustain, you know, without having to duck and dodge and so on. And that's, right. you know, um, we need an enormous support system to help us balance that because sometimes uh, when we're trying to navigate that, that whole life experience of just being present and 24 hours and seven and being who we are, we may not have a, a strong support system for that, but if we do, we need to embrace it. If we don't, we need to find it, and it could be any place. It could be in, in church or it could be uh, uh, someone who cares about you tremendously and, uh, you know, you open arms. You've got to love. <laughs> you know, that's the well, idea. All, all that's my thing. You've got to love. But all who's your all support of, system? What's your, yeah, tell all, us about your support system, Pastor Cologne. My, my support system, first of all, begins with the Word of God. 
Absolutely. And and what happens is is that the word of God then defines me. So if it defines me, the public does it. So right. that's how you can live in public and still be successful. Exactly. Because they're not discerning discerning it. Um my further on, my 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 support system is really provided to me by God. And yeah. so what happens is God places an incredible wife next to me. Yeah. You mm-hmm. see? And and yeah, you know, it, it's such such a beautiful uh, experience to hear you say that, and to hear others say that. Especially, you know, my pastor said something when we were having a conversation on the show, and I asked him, I, I love our first lady, and he says, you know, uh, pretty much uh, that uh, really helps, uh, uh, or, or uh, said something to the fact that that's. Fifty percent of the whole process. Trying to, you know, have that right person next to you, you're you're definitely halfway there as far as success is concerned. And, and no matter oh what God. you do, because you know the the greatest thing about having that right person there with you at home, that wife, that husband, who God puts in your life, is is that they minister to you when everybody else is gone. Yes. Oh, I love that. You see what I'm Absolutely. So. When, That's something like my husband would say, oh, I love you, because you always tell me the truth. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. that's part of ministry. I mean, yeah. think about that. That's part of ministry. You know, true prophets came and told you the truth, whether you wanted to hear it or not. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that got the prophet killed. Ah, right. Yep. And, and yep. sometimes our wives... It's the mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our wives are risking their lives telling us some of the stuff. <laughs> 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 but I'm going to call my husband right away absolutely. after this call. That's right. I'm risking just... <laughs> your life, you know. But but what happens is if you're a husband that absolutely depends on the truth, you absolutely honor that woman who would dare tell it to you. Oh, that is wonderful. I oh, mean, you can write my, that book. We need a book, uh, Pastor. Oh, wow. I love okay. that. We need a book just well, about that. <laughs> there, there, there is a concept there. My wife and I, we argue. But I have learned and understand, and she also tells me this. You know, I argue with you because I love you too much to see you operate in error. Ah, oh, my gosh, yes. And, Beautiful. And, and that becomes the basis by which I now trust her. If mm-hmm. I agree with the error or not, or her assessment of the error or not, mm-hmm. I do at least have to understand that there is a perception of error that I need to probably look at. Mm-hmm. It's not an actual one. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, so, so that's, the, that's the wonderful thing about having somebody. That support system is invaluable. Absolutely invaluable. Because when you have someone in your corner like that, when you have a wife or a husband in your corner, they become also then the support system that allows you to operate in a world where no one believes in you. Wow. And go out and tell that entire world, you're wrong. Because my wife back here says, I can do anything. You know, there's a story about yeah. a man and a wife who, you know, a man who's a plumber, and, his, and he meets this young girl, and she just loves him and is an adorism, and they go on a honeymoon, they go to Niagara Falls, and she whispers to him, I bet you can stop that drain. 
Oh, I'm and, loving this story because I'm from Niagara Falls originally. You know, <laughs> Born and raised there. And, and, okay. And, you, and, you, and knowing that. how incredible Niagara Falls is, yes. you have this woman say to this man, yes. I bet you can fix that leak. Yeah, love it. Oh, oh my God. Come on. If, you, if you don't give him a job or not, he believes he can do anything in the world. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 and that's what it's, you know, that's what, now, now understand that as a pastor, my job is to go into a hostile world and tell them, hey, God says you need to come back to him. Mm-hmm. And by definition, you're spinning in the wind. Mm. But you have a woman behind you that's saying, you know, you can do it. I mean, I believe you. My wife told me stuff that I never believed and Now I'm convinced of. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Because yeah. I used to, I, you know, I do it with my husband or done it, you know, I, from on every level, you know, writing cards, yeah. writing notes, you know, verbally, everything. And so, yes, it's so needed, and, and, though. I think it's a beautiful. You guys are powerful. Listen, you women are powerful. Yeah, thank you. Speak to that pastor. Continue. I wanted. Hey, listen. I hope we wish we had another hour. I'd love. (laughs) We are powerful. Okay, I love that. Well, you know, what would you say uh, to some of um, our listeners who are struggling just a little, or it could be challenging to just let down the guard a bit? Because I'm also, um, you know, we have our, our wellness lounge and. Uh, it's very challenging at times for women who are uh, getting the pushback from their partners, their husbands, uh, because, uh, I mean, they've been married for years, some of them, and it's still that trust. Uh, they yeah. trust each other, but then they don't trust the opinion of, you know, uh, I I really have your back, <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of opinion. Basically what you just spoke about, there's still something that uh, creates a struggle for them, where the well, man uh, is just, I, I don't know, he's not embracing the fact that uh, uh, we are, I think, uh, a little gifted in that area, women. We, we have insight on things that God has given us. <laughs> uh, well, let me, help you. let me help you with something, okay? Yes. Um, it's not that women are gifted and men are not. No, it's I know that. Women. I get okay. that. Oh, okay, I okay. love, no, right. no, no, don't mess with no, my no. guys. Okay. I love that. As a matter of fact, my okay. girls always say, Mom, you're always for the guys, and you definitely are gifted. But because we were speaking right. about women, I just wanted mm-hmm. to kind of take it a step but, further. But, but there. Here's, here's the thing. You know, women would help themselves by knowing and understanding that men are just wired differently than they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that really is the entire thing. If you have a, you know, God would create a table and he creates a chair to work well with the table. The chair has a viewpoint that the table doesn't have. Right. Oh, love it. Love it, love so, it. So, so, so now, from the table's perspective, certain things that the table thinks are common sense are not to the table. Excellent. So, love so, it. So, I, I, what we, you know what I'm saying, there's, there's, a, there's yeah. a viewpoint. It's not I, an obstinacy. It's not an obstinacy. It's a, it's a viewpoint. No, you you're right. You're, I love you know, it. Beautiful, beautiful. On that note, unfortunately, we're going to have to close out here, and I want uh, everybody to know where to find you, Pastor Cologne. Uh, no your website, you tweet. Can you tell everyone where to find you? And, okay. Uh, well, uh, our website is www. 
I-H-P-F-W-C, right, dot org. The name of the church is In His Presence Family Worship Center. So the website is the acronym for In mm-hmm. His Presence Family Worship Center. So okay. I-H-P, What's your hashtag? Family. What's that? No, I'm sorry. And I was saying your hashtag uh, for tweet. Um, right. My, my tweet is um, uh, at Pastor Leo Cologne. That's my Twitter. You can follow me there. At Pastor Leo Cologne, one word, Pastor L-E-O-C-O-L-O-N. Great. Okay? And our church meets in New York City on 30th Street and Lexington Avenue, right in Midtown New York. Um, it's at a church called First Moravian. And we meet at 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoons. And Beautiful. we also meet on Wednesday nights uh, for Bible study. Come Excellent. And there, is there a telephone the number? Phone number is 646-342-0813. I want to thank you so much. 342-0813. And you can also email me at pastor at org. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing all of your amazing knowledge. I love it. Oh, it's a pleasure. A pleasure. Beautiful. Please come back to share with us again, Pastor Cologne. We're going to look forward to it. You have have much to ask, Desiree. Great. Thank you. And I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, Again, I'm uh, just uh, so blessed and humbled by the fact that you're listening throughout the world. And uh, I promise. We will always bring you uh, fabulous guests that can help us to take it a step further and empower us to do so. So uh, stay tuned next week, and uh, we'll have another amazing Wellness Lounge a step further, which uh, we're located 14 South Orange Avenue in South Orange, New Jersey. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us this week for the Wellness Lounge, a step further. Please tune in next Monday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another great show featuring your host, Desiree Watson. We'll continue to show you how to incorporate a wellness lifestyle and live a better life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.